You don't know because you lost your bones. You lost everything you had. Um, his balls wasn't feeling right. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Anyway, skill horses uh, do not mesh with um, khaki pants. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Welcome back to the campfire, guys. I'm your uh, host, Jordan Hearn, and with me is my co-host. Hey, guys, it's Ryan. How has your week been? Uh, it's been good. Um, work's been long, a lot of long days. Still like my job, but a lot of long days. <laughs> Training new people. Yeah. Um, but it's been good. Um, i trying to think of anything else going on, like just normal. Life. We redid our bathroom, kind of. Oh, yeah? I learned how to put a toilet seat on. <laughs> I haven't never, seen it yet. I've never changed the toilet seat before. So, did you guys fix the the little flush problem? Yeah, kind of. It was just kind of like the you constant constantly flush it. You constantly fix it. Yeah, but made a few small changes. Makes that look a little bit nicer. And nice. Yeah, a little home improvement. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. Well, any other new news? I don't think so. No celebrities of bacon. No celebrities of bacon. No. 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 Not this week. Deal, Hubley hasn't been in a while. You know what I saw the other day coming? I was actually I was coming home um, down B Street. I was coming back mm-hmm. from church on Easter. Okay. Uh, toward the railroad tracks, there's a huge Mr. T mural, like just hidden. Mr. T mural? Yeah. Like all his gold chains and everything. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, we got some sweet murals around Sacramento. After, um, and they were kind of putting them up anyway, but then especially after Lady Bird, if you guys have seen the movie Lady Bird, came yeah, out. Yeah, it came out like, or came, got big like, what, a year and a half ago yeah. now? And then they went out and put a, a ton of mur- ton of new murals up around town. And that one has just been hidden, and I just noticed it. I still haven't seen it. I got to check it out. Yeah, we got some really cool ones. The Prince one, the Lady Gaga one. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cash. Me. Johnny Cash. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sacramento coming up. All right. So we're coming off of last week. We did the Texas Urban Texas, Legends, Texas, mm-hmm. which has been a been a pretty good hit. People seem to like the Urban Legends episode a lot. El Muerto. El Muerto. El Thank Nino. you. El Nino. Good God. <laughs> That's hurricane season. That's, yeah. Hurricane season's over. No. Um, I think actually it's just about to begin. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a Pineapple Express. Oh, oh. Um, unfortunately, that goes again on the list of things I haven't seen. Oh, dude. You're missing out. Anyway, so El Muerte. Uh, Muerto. was a good one. Huh? Muerto. You said Muerte. Mu- I'm, a, I'm a Muerte. <laughs> you know what? Maybe be. So I told you guys we were going to do a little creation theory. Or I don't, I don't really know if after having gone and done my research on this that it's really feasible <laughs> honestly uh or or why well, don't sell yourself I mean, short for creation theory i mean this is still going to be a fun topic don't get me wrong and we're going to have some good conversation for it but it's there's not as much actual text backing up a lot of the claims mm-hmm. that are made so it's just some of it's hard to go by um but we're going to go into the anunnaki specifically cool which was, uh they go they go by many names but it was like this group of gods or deities that are they kind of pop up in um, Sumerian and what, what Akkadian and Assyrian and Babylonian texts kind of throughout time, 
They it date back, dates back to like 21, so 21, 24 BC, I think is the earliest mention, mentioning of them. Quite a while ago. Yeah. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? 21, 24 BC. I, I saw, I've read a couple of uh-huh. different ones. Um, well, more than a couple actually. And the the furthest back that I saw was 2350. Okay. Like post, they call it the post-Acadian era. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's as far back as I saw. Mm-hmm. But it says like around twenty one twenty four, which is same kind of same kind of time period there. Um, but they're they're referred to as the most powerful deities in the pantheon, which I'm not sure what the pantheon is. Is pantheon like just all gods ever like like throughout like mythological and? Well, I don't think they recognize. Well, actually, it's not true because I think they do recognize gods of other like the Roman gods and mm-hmm. Greek gods and stuff like that. I think pantheon a broad term for it because i thought pantheon was like the, i've heard it before but i don't <laughs> i thought it was the like entire like god family for lack of a better way to put that okay like, all of the gods lumped together like instead of family you say pantheon yeah hold on i gotcha so like a like a blanket term kind of kind of it is yeah it's all the gods collectively of that um religious belief oh, okay so specifically them mm-hmm. gotcha okay so so yeah, there's the most powerful as far as they're concerned. Um, but however, like I've seen varying um, responses as to like how many of them there were specifically. There, there's been as like as many as seven listed, or as few as three. Okay. So it's not really. That's actually pretty specifically small. Specifically determined. Yeah. For compared to other ones that group. we've heard. Yeah, apparently these guys were all like kind of omnipotent though, as far as they are described. Um, so they're supposedly the descendants of An, who is the god of the heavens, and their primary function was to decide the fate of humanity. Um, they are believed to be the offspring of An and his consort, the earth goddess Kai. So An and Kai got it on, and then you had people, or you had, like, mini-gods? You had, well, I mean, I, not even demigods, I suppose. That's, that's what brought about the Anunnaki, was these two. Okay, so the Anunnaki is a race of, we'll just say beings yeah, from these two. From these two beings. Okay. So the oldest, uh, the oldest of which was Enlil, uh, or the god of air, and the chief god of the Sumerians. I think he was like their most important one. Uh, they believed that until Enlil was born, heaven and earth were inseparable. And then Enlil cleaved heaven and earth in two and carried away the earth, while his father On carried away the sky. I thought that was poetic. It paints a pretty picture. That's poetic. I'll give you that. But what do you think about it? I, I don't know. I'm just following along right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't line up with... I mean, it sounds very similar to a lot of uh, ancient beliefs. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, of um, ancient... I can not I can never say this word. Not polygamist, because that's multiple wives. Uh, what's... Uh, a lot of polytheistic religions. There we go. They seem to have similar stories of. Oh wait, but this was a goddess. I was about to say of like a god and a human, specifically a human woman getting it on, and oh. then you have like, you know, like Hercules and all the other like demigods. Yeah. So it's like a kind of a common trope. A god and a human get together. Yeah, through a lot of, a lot of uh, polytheistic religions. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, I guess that was kind of like 
two gods getting it on, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's but, why I kind of stopped, and I was like, oh, yeah, wait, but she was a goddess. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess what if you want to go there, um, it is like, if you want to compare the two of them to Adam and Eve, you could, but there's so many disconnects because it only mentions these two, mm-hmm. uh, nothing before them, so that would kind of be like God and God the lady. Not that I'm saying God's just a man because that's a whole other thicket of stuff. Uh, <laughs> like created everything. So like, there's like very very loose similarities is the best way I could put it. There, there's a couple a little later on too mm-hmm. that I that I found. Um, well, not like a lot of similarities, but but where they kind of reference that because they say they they well supposedly these texts were found like before any of that. Right, because the Sumerians were one of the first, uh, first, um, come on, civilizations. Supposedly they were much more advanced than we were. Well, they came up with a lot of things like uh, the first, I think, like monetary system and debt Mm -hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they're, I mean, they're like the ones that set literally the standard for civilization. Yeah, they they said that they were like the first ones especially to track... um, planetary movements as well as far as like um just like orbiting like what planets orbit in what direction and what what yeah and what um arc and what yeah what degree early creating the solar system and stuff yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um at least the solar system as we comprehend it like they didn't make it like obviously that was already around but yeah yeah yeah. but i don't know if so they they say like that they were even even might have been more technologically advanced like that they okay could have been like a just a way advanced society that ended up dying off or yeah there's some talk about a great flood somewhere in there yeah there's a cool uh, kind of theory that's kind of it's fun it's just uh, kind of like we're like post mad max is the best way i can put it so not like entirely post-apocalyptic but like the pot well like that already happened and we're like what came from that yeah um i mean i don't really necessarily think that's what happened but it makes for some good novels Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah. And speaking of the flood thing, do you have something later with the flood thing? Um, if you do, then I'll wait. I saw something about the flood, but I was gonna kind of leave it out because that didn't go more specifically into. I really wanted to get into not like stitching himself, and again we'll circle back to that. But uh, the the thing that I had in, that initially spurned my interest in this topic specifically was not unknowingly that the the stitching thing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have something on the flood, give it a go because I know you've been looking up a little bit, uh, a little stuff bit for this too. Well, I know that. Do you know the story for the the Anunnaki flood situation? If you do, then I'll let you tell that. Well, because the great tale of like Gilgamesh came from this too, right? Wasn't that like spurned by? It was. It was a Sumerian text. Yeah, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Epic of Gilgamesh. Thank you. Which I think they try to glean some Anunnaki. That's yeah. They did that on the. If you looked at all on Wikipedia, which is, you know, I go to, but... And this... Oh, so that's in the Epic of Gilgamesh, where I was reading about the flames. So who set the land aflame as the storm approaches? Later, when the flood comes, Ishtar and the Anunnaki mourn over the destruction of humanity. But that's in the Epic Epic of Gilgamesh. So you've got something outside of that? Well, it doesn't pertain specifically to that. Because I get into Enki. Enki. I didn't, I didn't see... Oh, I did see it because of the arc. Because mm-hmm. it's around the same time that does the arc, so that I do reference that, yeah. Because see, like, it, it gets mentioned that 
the Anunnaki story is very similar to the biblical story, mm-hmm. at least the like Torah origins, which are the first five books of the Bible. And so I was kind of going back and forth looking at the comparisons of like this scripture versus this Anunnaki passage. And I was trying to not be That's argumentative. That's a good way to do it. But yeah. Well, I'm glad you did it that way because I didn't. <laughs> um, I wasn't specifically what I was going for, but I'm glad that right, you did that because right. it was well, kind of like way we were going to. Well, that's yeah, that's what I was. That way, if you had questions for me and things like that, I could be like, okay, I already kind of, kind of saw it coming, so I could answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Sumerians wrote wrote of the days when when heaven and earth were created. They talk about the Anunnaki gods being born and the lesser gods being charged with the work. Oh, we were just about to get into why. <laughs> um, lesser gods being charged with the work to shape the land, canals, and building structures. So we did the heavy work. Essentially. Uh, so almost almost like slave labor, they, they considered it to be, um, which they became resentful of. And they demanded that Enki, which they hadn't really referenced it before in reference to Anunnaki specifically, but I feel like he's even above the two that had that that spawned the Anunnaki because we were talking about them. That was um, On and Kai. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Enki is even above them. Okay. Because the the Anunnaki were they like go to him to complain about not wanting to work essentially <laughs> about wanting to be lazy about why they should make these humans to do the work for him yeah they tell him they tell him to they ask him to create others to do the work okay um which spurned this whole thought that they might be the creators of humanity mm-hmm. or humans as we know them he him and his wife uh, ninma created humans to be slaves of the gods the humans were to take place of the lesser anunnaki who were tired of all the hard labor so that was ninma and enki my question is, what are they doing? While, like, what was their plan? Well, they said that that when they approached Enki, well, at least as as far as this text was concerned, uh, he was in a state of animation, like suspended animation. So I don't know if that was just meditation of a sort, or maybe I just meant like what, like when, if they plan to make humans and then humans do all the work, like what are they planning on doing? Oh well, that's a good question. I mean, maybe just seeing how it goes. <laughs> Experimenting, maybe? <laughs> you know. That's kind of what it sounds like. I mean, almost just experimenting because it takes them a while to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, the text chronicle, the genetic ex- experimentations that they did as uh, as they engineered the first humans, they read about six attempts and five that failed. What happened to the five that failed? Um, they said that the failures range from deformities to androgynous life forms. <laughs> so, so the Anunnaki made five Cronenbergs yep, yep. before they made humans. They did five Cronenbergs, and then apparently the last one they made was uh, a winner. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ninma was supposedly the original scientist trying to engineer humans. After her mur- mul- murder, <laughs> after her multiple failures, she became. Fr- <laughs> <laughs> He's dying on me. Uh, sugar frustrated with all the failures, and um, but she refused to kill him. <laughs> uh-huh. So they, they kept him alive, which was supposed to represent that they were at least a little somewhat kind mm-hmm. beings, advanced beings, but they still, they still made a bunch of messed up people, which is sad. So some theorize this genetic development uh, 
in what the Hebrew and Christian Bible call the Garden of Eden, and that Adam and Eve were the first two creations that were used to procreate humanity. The garden may have been a biosphere where the genetically engineered humanoids would be nurtured and studied. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't sound right to you? (laughs) Not even a little bit. I mean, no. Because, yeah, I just don't see any comparisons in that. I mean, the only thing I can see is, and which is a total, like, shot in the dark for people looking at the text saying it was a biosphere and comparing the biosphere to the garden, Mm -hmm. whereas the garden was specifically at least written in that text, like my text, but, like, at least a, a... it was specifically written there, whereas in the Anunnaki stuff, there is no biosphere that was technically written about. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it, they say they say it's an obvious implication that the Genesis stories respond from that, and I'm like, I, I don't think there's anything obvious about that at all. Yeah, there's there, just I think not. You're reaching. I think you're grasping at stress. Yeah, there's. So I, I hate to sound like I'm already on one side of this, but I'm already on one side of this. That's the non-believer side. You know, and it's not even so much of, like, sides. It's just it's just totally different. It's like when you're trying to compare something, like, a steak and ice cream are not similar things. Like, they can both be good in their own right. <laughs> steak and ice cream? But, like, they're not... When you start trying to compare them, it makes no sense. Yeah, that's a bad basis, yeah. For sure. Like my bad metaphor. It's <laughs> a bad metaphor. <laughs> well, the funniest thing, like, the first thing I thought of when i heard about this was i don't know if you've seen the fifth element the only bits and pieces so the very beginning of it she's in like the tube thing well even before that this it starts off in the desert and amongst pyramids and um this ship comes out of nowhere to earth and it's you know it's way back in way back in time i can't remember what what era but these like beings come down and they look like the ones that have been drawn on the glyphs and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of it. Not taking from Stitchens thing specifically, but mm-hmm. I've I've heard that his stuff has been referenced. Too. And just as a background for people that might not know, because I didn't know until I started looking the stuff up, is um, Stitchin is an author. I don't know his full name, but Stitchin was an author that wrote many books on the Anunnaki and other various topics. Um, Zakaria Stitchin. There you go. And I think he also inspired a lot of the topics that was discussed on the popular show Ancient Aliens. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what channel was that on? I'm like, I'm History Channel. It. Yeah, it's got the guy with like the crazy hair that's like aliens. That is a meme. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. I yeah I can't I don't remember that. I'm, I feel like I'm missing out now. No, it's all good. It gets trashed on pretty pretty hard, pretty heavily. Is lot. there a reason that it's a meme? Uh, yeah. Besides he, the, just the way he looks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we were um, just about to get get to him. He he wrote, hit the uh, Zakaria Stitchin was a Russian American author, and his book The Twelfth Planet was like the big one. Uh, he wrote it in 1976, and he wrote about the Anunnaki actually being a race of aliens from the planet the undiscovered planet nibiru who came to earth around 500,000 years ago so that's his guesstimation i guess mm-hmm. um in order to mine gold just gold miners that's a whole lot of time before uh 20 before yeah 400 bc so i'm not sure where he's getting that from which i mean 2400 bc 2400 bc which that's i mean that's just the like when it was 
documented in Sumeria, mm-hmm. quote unquote documented in Sumeria. So, yeah. So I, if I don't think there's tablets going back that far, but he right. Went. So I don't know where he got that. So according, but according to him, uh, they he you know they genetically engineered us to work as slaves, and that they're actually going to return one day. Are they going to take us to their planet? No, they, okay. they apparently they're that's what some of the like the Mayan calendar, like the 2012 mm-hmm. the world thing, that's where that kind of came from. But he says that he says that they left initially when the Arctic Antarctic glaciers melted, causing the the flood, the great flood. Okay. And which was which led to the building of Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark or like a one that they say in their text they said the flood of noah and and they referenced noah's ark okay so i'm assuming different times referencing different texts i don't know what i saw was that there was like a separate flood for them mm-hmm. for the anunnaki time and that it was compared to noah's flood maybe that's just i mean they call it the flood of noah so maybe that's why they think that it came from that mm-hmm which I did some digging on floods, and it turns out there's a lot, like almost every culture mm-hmm. has a flood story, almost all of them. In China, there's one, it was like a fight between like a crab and a crane that caused a, a, fl- a flood that flooded the earth. Like a tidal wave? Or? Yeah, and in all of them, there's like one guy or one family that, that like they'll put themselves in a basket or something and like make it through. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of what other ones there are. Uh, there's, there's like always an arc. There's like several in Greek Greek mythology, I believe. Um, and actually, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is a Sumerian text, mm-hmm. um, there is a flood story, I believe, in the Epic, which I think they link to the Anunnaki. Um, but in that one, they link they link that one with Noah's flood because in both cases are very similar. There was a family that was told about the flood ahead of time by their deity. Of course, in Christianity, it was God talked to Noah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I believe it was a trickster god in the Anunnaki that told uh, whoever the person they chose to save for the Anunnaki. And because one god was like, humans are an abomination, we need to wipe them out. Yeah. So... The, that's why, like, the trickster god was like, hey, hey, I'm going to show you. Is that what's in the Epic of Gilgamesh? Um, or is that, what is that? Because that's... It's it's real hard because it's kind of, I can't tell if it's strictly the Epic of, Epic of Gilgamesh or a blend of the Epic of Gilgamesh and then the Anunnaki people, Anunnaki supporters kind of blending story a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, those are specific. For sure, though, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, there's uh, specific dimensions given for the uh for for essentially an ark and there's also the same given for an ark uh for noah in the bible like both have actually specific like this is how he built it yeah dimension by dimension um but if you actually went and built those which someone has built an ark in kentucky actually um i kind of want to go see it just just to say i saw it uh that'd be cool but he like built built it to scale but they had um on whose off of whose directions <laughs> but they uh they looked at they had naval engineers look at both both plans well the one from the epic of gilgamesh was a cube and that did not work out well and they were like this would capsize sink and do everything else cubes are not good 
mm-hmm. for the ocean. But while it's not a floater. But the build scale and dimensions for the arc were like about as good as you could get to make it through something like that. Hmm. For the for Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But they compare them a lot because both were given. Both had like a family that was saved essentially. Both had to like build their boat. Mm-hmm. Both were giving given specific dimensions on their boat to build. So like they're like there's a lot of similarities here. So they're like, is this actually the same story? The but comparison's natural. Was yeah, and they're like, is this really the, just the same story? But maybe from a couple of different viewpoints, so it's a little skewed. So it's like, what's the real story here? Mm. So then I think I think the flood is the flood story is the biggest component for comparison. So then that's why things like their creation gets compared with Adam and Eve. So like the flood is the closest thing and everything else is kind of like branches out from that, that they're trying to piece together to make the story sound similar. Well, they all have like this, like this decimation of land and pretty much everything that burns life. Like that's where the stuff, I feel like that's where a lot of those tales kind of end up leading to Mm -hmm. and the whole crane and the crab. I think I have heard of that, but the tidal wave washing everything away essentially mm-hmm. yeah but the when you were when you were referring to the couple of different gods and the way they thought specifically about humanity and what what Enkia created created that's what uh my my because i got this idea from my grandma actually <laughs> she was telling me specifically about those gods mm-hmm. the ones that were like one of them wanted to destroy everybody but one refused to mm-hmm and you said there's a trickster god? Was that like the third? Like well, the third? no, that was the one that like kind of refused to. Oh, okay. Yeah. From what I read. Well, and I also in the reading of that and, and when that fled came and they supposedly left, they had left without warning humanity because they just, I don't know if they thought of it as a failure. So speaking of pyramids, fifth element, all that stuff, um, Stitch and thinks that the only way possible that's that structures like pyramids and any other monumental structures from around the world at that time could have been built was through like with advanced technology mm-hmm. that only an advanced race of people would be would know how to use at least or create again there's he has absolutely no basis no basis yeah i kind of saw some stuff like that like the some of the stones essentially like he said that only could be moved through levitation things like that mm-hmm. like well like through like technology that could yeah. levitate and stuff like that um i mean if they were gods that'd be one thing but. you know i'm i am on board with aliens showing up in the past because i don't think it makes too much sense for them to only have been showing up in the past like 60 or so years right so like i'm totally on board with like yeah aliens like if aliens are a thing they probably came here in like caveman times and like egyptian times and all that kind of stuff but i get kind of irritated when people talk about oh well the only way these great monuments and structures and feats of architecture could have been created was if they had help from aliens like i think that does a huge discredit to humanity yeah like we can do some cool stuff when we put our head to it yeah and like people have already like there was a guy that recreated stonehenge like to scale in his backyard using only um not even hand tools like only um like planks of wood to like 
like pulley, like or not pulley, but um, like use leverage. To like move they, things. like they might have back in the day. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like there's, they were some smart people. Like, they, and you got to think they weren't wasting their times on things like social media. Pyramids would have been rough though. And TV, so they had plenty of time to. It's like okay, we're going to spend all day today trying to figure out how we can move this stone. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we're doing today. How many people can we get up underneath it? Or like, what? What can we roll it on a log? We don't have logs. Well, where can we get some logs? Like, I can't remember where it is, but there's a place in the um, in the Middle East that used to be really heavily forest uh, filled, actually, but it's almost totally deforested mm-hmm. because at that time, um, I think it might have been Lebanon. I think Lebanon's what I'm thinking of. Um, but like, all the trees were cut down and moved. I think to Egypt, hmm. so they could move these logs and like when the romans came romans have obelisks that were in egypt and they moved it to rome so like that's a huge stone pillar that they moved yeah so i think it just does a discredit so it kind of irritates me. i think we could have figured it out yeah i think there's ways yeah but then it kind of so it kind of goes into just the some of the sumerian texts specifically could have influenced some of the um like maybe not mayan specifically like the calendar and they think that was when the 2012 thing was it on the mayan calendar yeah the 2012, 2012 was, was the when the no mayan calendar calendar ended ran out yeah yeah and people were like did they just stop there or was that the end of the world and no one really had an answer and there's there were supposed to be multiple like you know y2k and stuff like that but i don't think that was ever any part of this stitchin's writings have been universally rejected by mainstream historians no surprise there well, the number one reason, and I don't want this to be just like a stitch and bash, bash sesh, but everything that I had saw basically said the guy was a terrible translator. Well, and to be fair, like, to the people, because you could say, oh, well, how come you're saying he's a bad translator? Maybe he found the actual meaning where you have been mistaken this whole time. But the Sumerians not only left a, a more um, text than any other groups of people before them but they were they, the first two but they also left a dictionary mm-hmm. so they even gave you a reference mm-hmm. that you can go by yeah it wasn't like with the egyptians you'd find a symbol and you'd have to find a pattern and well they said that he that he that he like quotes them a lot out of context and mm-hmm. that gives that he like he gives different meanings to their you know their accepted definitions right so that he, I, he's just i think he's just kind of you know, he's he's just kind of looking for it. He's, he's kind of looking for what he wants to see. Mm-hmm. He's, just, he's just seeing what he wants to see. Well, and I think sometimes you just kind of see things out of context. Like, you, you're you not even twisting things. It's just how you're viewing it. Like, you just hold on to Well, if you don't fully understand it. it at first. Like, what does... Did you look up what Anunnaki actually means? The... what Like, what the term itself breaks down into? Yeah. Those from who... from Those who from heaven came down to earth... Is the Urban Dictionary definition? Yes. So, that's wrong because the actual translation. Hold on, I have it. What is the Urban Dictionary? So I don't know how how, how close <laughs> you're supposed to follow that. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. They say those who from the heavens came, right? The Urban Dictionary does. Yeah. Well, it's that a lot of people have fought that and said that's not actually what that translates to. It actually means princely seed or princely blood, which makes perfect sense compared to what you told us earlier about these like god and goddesses like in the heavens making mm-hmm. 
the Anunnaki. Yeah. They would be of the heavens because that's where those were. Yeah. And they're the seed of them. So I can see how the language is similar. Yeah. But if you take that out of context, because well, that's so from from the heavens they came. Technically, yes, because they quote like supposedly came from um, these heavenly gods. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's on and key, which is Anka. saying similar that they're a princely seed because they're a prince to these godly kings. Yeah. So it's the same thing said in a different way, but if you take the heavenly version out of context, now all of a sudden it sounds like oh. They came from the heavens. Oh, aliens come from the sky. They used to refer to the sky as the heavens. Maybe these were just aliens all along, and then you just run with it. Yeah, you can read way into verbiage. So, for sure. I think that's what a lot of stitching amounts to, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it uh, ended up looking like for, for me. <laughs> so, although stitching described the Anunnaki as humanoids, in a book published in 1994, the conspiracy theorist Arthur Horn proposed that they were actually reptilians that's a interesting one I, I read that somewhere but i didn't go into depth on it and i was hoping you did um well well it all it says all it says from there is that british conspiracy theorist david ick further expanded on this thesis by claiming that the surviving alien bloodlines mentioned by stitchin were the brotherhood of babylon a race of shape-shifting reptilian aliens who could secretly control all the governments of the world and keep humans enslaved Using the Illuminati as one of the figurative chess pieces. Of course they're involved. So, Illuminati, reptilians. They're aliens. Alien gods. Slump Bigfoot in there, and I think. <laughs> right? And a ghost or two, and I think we've got the full spectrum. I know, I didn't know where the where the reptilians thing came from. I was like, mm. Well, reptilians are said to be aliens anyway. There's like, I think. Well, there's... As for, like, what, the. The, the reptilians that are supposed to be like government of it. Yeah, 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 I think there's a couple either theories. They're either they're aliens, or they're like original beings before us. Okay. Uh, one of the two. So. Well, like the Anunnaki, supposedly. Right. So either way, they're super old. So I could see how they're like, oh, the Anunnaki are these. It just seems like a lot of loose ties. And I know we talk about loose ties a lot on this show. I mean, we just talked about a mud mo- mud monster mm-hmm. not very long ago. He's cool though. But, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like bad research. And we're not even professors. Yeah. And <laughs> the research we did <laughs> just seems like this, this is too contradictory. Like, it's just too loose of a foundation to build anything on. He got, like, a major cult following, though. Oh, it's huge. Off those books. Yeah. Like your grandmother like, knows about it. Yeah. There's a reason like your grandmother knows about it. Knows about know. it. <laughs> Shout out to Grandma Poe. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but, um, I mean, apparently that's, like, loosely, um, well, cowboys and aliens. Kind of what that's based on. Like, the gold mining aliens. Which I, I just oh, think is then, preposterous. Well, and then that's another thing. Like, okay. Is gold really that valuable? Well, like, what's it going to do for them? Well, yeah. Like, like make things pretty? Like, because, like, they... Uh, Cover supp- it. Supposedly, the Anunnaki came here to get that gold. Well, what do they need the gold for? Like, it's not a power source. I think we would have figured that out a long time ago. I would assume there are more precious metals elsewhere. Well, and just, like, it's only valuable because we deem it valuable. Yeah. Like, if we thought gold was ugly, it would be worthless. Like, absolutely worthless if, mm-hmm. we, if we didn't have some, like, attractive value to looking at it. Most valuable thing. So, and then you have things like diamonds that are like that, and there's, like, 
they're stashed away and only released certain amounts at a time, so that way, because we have a huge amount of diamonds. Mm-hmm. If they put out all of the diamonds that have been mined, and I'm not even talking what's in the ground, but like have already been dug up, the surplus diamonds wouldn't hardly be worth anything either. Yeah, because they'd be so flooded in the market, so that's been held back. So I don't understand because these things only have a financial gain in our marketplace. What point it has to them? Unless, what use would it have been back then? Yeah, that's not like. Other ones that say, oh, yeah, they came here for our resources, like water and air. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. Like, even if you're going to go way out there and be like, oh, yeah, like, we're, like, it's like the Matrix and we're all batteries. Like, even that makes more sense than gold. Yeah, I love the Matrix, man. How can you not like the Matrix? That was so good. We're all just in a machine. Mm. No. It's some turtle's dream. Have you have you seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia at all? Have you watched any of it? Only, like, like episode here or there mostly the ones you've showed me oh <laughs> okay okay i was just wondering if you'd seen the ones in reference to like them thinking that they're all a part of a giant sea tortoise in space's dream he's just they just cut <laughs> no, to him but i floating I, in space i kind of want a t-shirt with his, his sea turtle in space yeah oh what if he had like a little astronaut helmet on that'd be really cute we should make that one of our shirts for the <laughs> for the site i'll get i get a hold of pj see if we can make that yes an astronaut turtle no not turtle which speaking of that we have merch now guys it's official there's a link here i'll have it in the show notes if you're listening to us on apple podcasts um so we don't have a a sea turtle we should call them space turtle i feel like space turtle we don't have a space turtle t-shirt yet but we do have a shop on shop.spreadshirt.com slash creepy dash campfire dash podcast Just listen to us on I, on Apple Podcasts, and you can just click. The click. link will be there. Yeah, it's so much easier. Click it. Um, but if you go there, you've got our shirts on there. Um, you can get the Creepy Campfire Podcast logo on literally just about anything you can think of. T-shirts, hoodies, tie-dye. Can slap one of those on a mug? Yeah, and we have normal coffee cup mugs. We have water bottles. We even have, uh, which is very fitting for this podcast, which is probably going to be the first thing I get, a uh, like a, a camping mug. Like, you know, for, like, the camping sets that you take out. It's, like, a specifically a camping mug. Not like a thermos? No, no, no. Like Or, like, the one with the cup With, on like, the, the steel oh, rim on the top? Man. Yeah. So the campfire's got a camp mug. I can't wait. So check that out if you want some. The prices aren't actually that unreasonable. Let us know. If you guys do get anything, send us a picture of the shirt or whatever you got, and we'll, we will happily, like, post that up and, and share it, and we appreciate it. So yeah, the Anunnaki, I, I felt, I was kind of, like, I dedicated an episode to this one, and I was kind of bummed halfway through, like. But you know, we gotta do the full story. Like, as, even if it's. Not as much fun, this one. You know. Um, still cool, like, kind of, like, I feel like it's just all sci-fi. It's just so sci-fi to me. Oh, it's super sci-fi. Thing. Well, and the idea is so popular, because you have, like, what, well, there's, like, the prequel to the Alien movie. They say a lot of Stargate mm-hmm. comes from stuff like it. Yeah, like people, and it's not just necessarily stitching, but like the idea in general has been around for a minute of like, because yeah. cause we're so oddball mm-hmm. as far as our planet having life and everything in it that it's like our planet's a biosphere of an alien. And aliens are gods or God or whatever have you, but it's a popular trope. I don't believe it, but it's a popular trope. Mm-hmm. Makes for some good sci-fi that I like to watch. Yeah, it has been around a long time, that's for sure. 
And again, that's not to say that we don't think, or at least personally, that I don't think aliens have been here. I think we probably, like, aliens have rolled through. You know, nothing else. Like, they tried to stop off on their, like, intergalactic road trip. And well, 1960, was it 60s or 70s, that last one that you did? The alien, uh, the alien abductions of... Oh, Betty and Barney Hill, Betty those in the 50s. But yeah, that does it for them specifically. Do you... Do you know what's what potentially we have lined up? Do you want to do another? Um, I don't have mini- my I don't have my next topic figured out yet. Yeah, um, we could throw another. I like the idea of time slips. Ooh. Um, yeah, because there's some interesting stories that involve that. Yeah, you had said that's the well that that kind of played into the Betty and Bernie thing too, right? A little time potential time slip um or is it kind of a that one's just lost time context that yeah that one's just lost time where which they had blacked out in their story mm-hmm. this one it's you're totally conscious the entire time oh and it's like you're in a different time altogether like some people they're like yeah we go went decided to take a trip to this town and then it was like the victorian area era and we left the town and we came back to that town like a couple days later and it was totally modern and it was really weird hmm so, okay, maybe something along those lines. I'm not dedicated to it yet, but that'll definitely be one in the future, if not next. Okay, we could do another um, urban legend next if you want. We could do we could do one of that next week, and then after that we could circle back. We'll see. We'll see. We don't we don't want to give too big of a plan since we kind of jumbled the last one up. That's true. Yeah. But, sorry, sorry to put you guys off a week on this one. Um, so the Anunnaki. How? Let's let, let me hear your final final thoughts on it. Hmm. I err on the side of aliens, not gods, and that they may have been here and may have gone. I don't think that they created us, though. And I feel like that was kind of their claim to... That's what it all seems to stem from, is that they genetically, you know, that they made us. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past, you know, some kind of, some kind of life form being here before we were. Mm-hmm as advanced or more advanced who could say I think it was just religious texts that got mistranslated or taken out of context and then it just they just took it and ran with it it. yeah certainly could be ran a marathon with it yeah you know religious texts there's a lot of them out there I could I I could see that very easily being the case that it was just something that was misread or read into too far and mm-hmm. they pulled something out of it that might not have been there mm-hmm. but still fun thought again you know i always like we always like we always play with the the aliens being a, a fun potential the aliens are always a part of it somehow yeah. bigfoot's yeah. an alien <laughs> ghosts are somehow aliens something. i don't know yeah the dead are aliens so that does it for this an- this episode of I don't know what we'll call it yet, but discussing mostly the Anunnaki and their... Yeah. Their... Gods are aliens, man. <laughs> what are you? Were you even real? It was just a, it was just a big crab. A just big swan. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and they fought. I, I believe that over that. And then everyone had a crab feed and life was good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's all I've got. That's all I've got this time. Well, Jordan, where um, where can people reach us, and why would they reach us? Oh my God, they need you guys need to reach us. Come on, 
we need to we need to hear from you what do we need to hear we want to hear your stories we want to hear all your personal experiences if you've had any if you guys have had any run-ins with aliens or ghosts or the anunnaki any time slips been anywhere recently that wasn't like it was yesterday (laughs) um send it to us we just we want to hear about it we want to we want to talk to you guys the more we hear from you the better we can be um but you can reach us at creepyconfirepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We both check that pretty regularly, so yeah, one of the two of us will get back with you. Yes, please. Just light us up. Fill the inbox. We want to we hear it. And I think we have a new review that we need to read from the Apple Podcast. Wonder- and, oh, God, no. And before we read it... Uh, <laughs> is it the one I think it is? <laughs> yeah, and we, we need to take a second just to... Uh, need to preface it to, well no no to, just to ask you guys like please take a moment rate the show give us a little review that's how people will see the show it's not by how many downloads get uh made that's not the popularity that's not how the itunes matrix algorithm there we go works um it's it's those reviews and ratings that's mm-hmm. that's what promotes the show that's what so let's click the little star that's what pops and suggestion ratings and and in top categories so if you could we really appreciate it if you like the show take a second and just give us a rating and review so jordan why don't you tell us who read the the name given and the review and how many stars so you sent this to me immediately after you i'm assuming you saw it for the first time mm-hmm. um it was a five out of five rating which woo, you know that's what we want to see. Thank you. Um, it says longtime listener, first time reviewer, and it says great show, but that I should switch to an iPhone. And it's from my lovely coworker, Jeremy Robinson, who we're going to have on the show one day. Okay. Just started his own podcast, not related context, content wise, but started his. And we'll give him a shout out once he gets set up and going. Definitely. But. He wants to come on really bad. I want to have him on. Absolutely. He can come on the next episode. I will text him. I will talk to him about that. But thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Yes, thanks, Jeremy. Showing us the love. Uh, let's see some more of it, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Every, any Anybody that sub, submits a review, um, no matter what star it is, like we'll, we'll give everybody their fair shot. Read them out. Um, contact us at the email, like Jordan was saying. And I guess until we've next time. Merch. We've we, got We might potentially be working on Pan- not pantheon damn pantheon. pantheon oh my god what is it called <laughs> patron patreon patreon we'll see that's oh still- patron is the yeah one for our site it's still in the works we'll see how what conclusion we come to but until next time stay, stay toasty, toasty.